to a special NBA draft episode of Badge County. Last night's draft kind of had it all. Generational talents, franchise players, a few guys who slipped, a few picks that seemed like a little bit of a reach. Today we're going to go through some of our favorite selections as well as the new NBA draft leaderboard designed to get the Series 3 rookie premieres to full supply. Thanks for hanging in the county. What is up, everybody? We got a fresh episode of your friendly neighborhood NBA Top Shot podcast. I'm Samuel D, and I've got my guy Jared with me, as always, for episode number 30. Undeniably, our Wardell-Stephen Curry jersey match episode. Back in the 2009 NBA draft, Steph went number 7, behind the likes of Hashim Thabit and Johnny Flynn. Odds are there were some busts last night. It's just a matter of time until we find out who they are. But to me, right now, though... It feels like this is going to be a really exciting draft class for the next decade plus with a bunch of guys that can contribute to meaningful basketball right out of the gates. The big news for me, of course, is that my Alabama guy, Brandon Miller, was drafted to my local Charlotte Hornets, something that seemed so far-fetched last fall but is now my sweet, sweet reality. Obviously, there was a ton of people that thought Scoot was a pick there, but we can dive into that a little later. First, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow wherever you're listening to this podcast because that helps get Badge County out to everybody looking for a weekly show that delivers and breaks down all the top shot drops and news. Jared, how are we feeling about the uh, Thunder last night? How'd they draft? Sammy D, we're feeling good. I uh, I used my expert analysis over the last few weeks to watch five-minute YouTube clips, mm-hmm. and Cason Wallace was one that stood out. And so I am pumped to have Cason Wallace on the Thunder. Uh, we had to trade up from 12 to 10 to get him and I'm thrilled. I I think he's seems to be like a great defender. Um just I just love what I saw from that 5 minute clip and yeah, now I'm an expert and I'm excited for the Thunder basketball summer leagues coming up. But that was an interesting for, pick too because you said trade up and technically they did trade up, but when you think about the phrase trade up, it sounds like we sent more in the package to get a higher pick, but mm-hmm. really what happened is that you almost, it felt like a trade down as far as when you're looking at it. Um, so Dallas sent number 10 and Davis Bertans to the thunder in return for the number 12 picks it was sort of like a salary dump mm-hmm. from Dallas. And obviously like it's a beautiful thing, but having a lot of great players on young contracts, um, yeah. rookie deals is that you you can eat a contract like Bertans and move up and get another Kentucky guard. In case of Wallace. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. And yeah, we had I think around 30 to 35 million in cap space. And the Thunder really just don't go spend money on free agents. It's just not what they've done in their history. And Sam Presti's kind of just I mean, our best free agent ever, I think, is Nerland's Noel or you know, something like <laughs> that. So we just don't go and get free agents because I think he just believes in building through the draft. Yeah, being on those rookie contracts, kind of controllable contracts, all that sort of thing. And and really, it makes sense because we're not ready, although, you know, we're only one year away from making a title run. But this year, we'll probably not make the the finals run. So I'm OK with a, a Bertans. I actually, he's probably a decent fit, if we're being honest, even even though, you know, he probably won't play a ton, but he, he can shoot the three. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like 
like you said, if you're not worried, it's not one of those things where it's like, it's not a free agent signing. You didn't sign him to that massive contract. So it's like, mm-hmm. honestly, he fits in there where he fits in contract wise, but like where he fits in basketball wise, you know, maybe getting out of the franchise that gave him that deal is going to free him up a little bit and he can sort of play up to the deal a little more obviously than he did in yeah. Washington. If not, it's one year he's gone, whatever, you know, it's yeah. probably not that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, we've had moving and shaking in the NBA and then we've had picks last night taken and you got <laughs> yesterday a, uh, was, yesterday was the freaking roller coaster, man. Like <laughs> the stress. Levels. I went to bed two nights ago thinking, you know, I saw that the Brogdon for Porzingis and whatever, like I know the Clippers were in there too. Like mm-hmm. the three team trade had died at least temporarily because of Brogdon's injury. And so I'm thinking either it doesn't happen or we find another way to get Porzingis. If that was really what their plan was, it seemed like the wizards and the Celtics were still, they obviously had until midnight. Um, because Porzingis had to opt in to that final year of his contract by midnight. Um, and so I tried to, I was like, I think it was like 1030, 1045 Eastern. And I'm like, I'm trying to hang in there. And I didn't, I fell asleep and I woke up and my boy, uh, Marcus Smart. I know. Marcus, Marcus Smart. I've always pretended that his middle name was Parker because I just like saying Marcus Parker Smart. Um <laughs> That just sounds fun, but yeah, I don't know. It was just a, it was a, it was a gut punch, like six a.m. to see that your guy, yeah, it felt like your franchise player. Forget about not talent or whatever, but just sort of like you know, it's been said a million. It's honestly, I'm kind of tired about hearing words mm-hmm. heart and soul because how many times have we heard that in the last twenty four hours about Marcus Smart and the Celtics? But he was, um, yeah. So it was like, man, I swear, if it starts with Marcus Smart getting traded for Chris Dapp's Porzingis and it ends with this, with the Hornets not taking Brandon Miller. This is today's going to suck, <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't. It didn't. Great day. It, yeah, it was, it was a great day. I mean, to be honest, like that might be like, I was pretty freshly into the NBA in high school, um, or at least my Celtics fandom. I grew up, my dad's a Celtics fan. Um, I honestly grew up more of like, Play, I just, you know, I probably like a lot of kids. I was more into players than franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in the South, I didn't have like a team in my hometown. Um, so I was like in high school when the big three happened with Boston. So like, it's tough to say that that championship is my greatest NBA moment. Um, as fun as it was last night really feels to me like my, my favorite moment as an NBA fan. I love like, it. That, that, I lived that's in Nashville awesome. for 10 years. I saw, I saw Brandon Miller play in high school. Um, and then his dad won a championship playing football at Alabama with Gene Stallings. And he, and he goes, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it didn't seem possible early on in the year, but then all of a sudden they got the number two pick and all of a sudden he's shooting up the draft boards. Yeah. Here he is. One he's thing, in Charlotte. Well, one thing that's certain about Sammy D is he is an Alabama fan first and foremost. I think it was one of the first few weeks we, uh, started chatting and whatnot. You're like, yeah, I laminate depth charts. So yeah, when I knew that, I'm like, this guy likes <laughs> Alabama much more than the Celtics. <laughs> I, I, I am body sicko mode. It, it goes through everything I do. Um, but yeah, thrilled. I'm thrilled for you. Like that's fun to have him in your kind of new hometown, right? So you 
Yeah, you got. The t- I don't Miller. know if the hometown yeah. feels totally similar to me. <laughs> I, it, well, def- Scoot. Everybody wanted Scoot. It just seems yeah. like my friends in Charlotte. A lot of you know the the Hornets Discord. Uh, everybody wanted Scoot, and I don't blame them. Like Scoot seems like he's going to be a really great player. Obviously, have I'm so incredibly biased towards Brandon Miller, not just because of my Alabama fandom, but I because of that fandom, I watched him play like 40 games last year, um, and he was incredible. And I only watched Scoot play like a game or two. And I don't know, in those two mm-hmm. those showcase games uh, against Mets 92, like he looked okay. He looked fine. Like he looked good. He looked like young, you know, he looked young. He's obviously, mm-hmm. he's got the body of an NBA player, but, um, you know, and my bias take is that like, I think that taking Scoot, I think I've said this on three episodes so far, but taking Scoot at number two feels like it just immediately starts the clock on LaMelo Ball leaving. Um you know, LaMelo ball is not built for a small market, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, if you want him and you know, you deal with it with the thunders too. Like you've just said it, like you don't get a lot of free agents in these really small markets that also don't mm-hmm. have a ton of team success history. Um, you know, there's no championships in the rafters here. And so, you know, you draft a guy like LaMelo, I think you do what you can to keep him. Um, and so it does seem I understand also the argument of like, don't draft for fit when you're in, you're in the lottery for a reason. Your team's not very mm-hmm. good. And so like, do you really want to get a good fit for that team? That's not very good. Um, but I do think this is like the best, whether you take Miller or Scoot, like, I don't think you can really lose last night. Um, time will tell who the better prospect is. Like one could be a 10 time all-star. The other could be out of the league in six years. This thing, I don't, when, when the Grizzlies took Hashim to beat and um, who took Johnny Flynn? Was it the, did the Timberwolves take the him wolves, too? Wolves. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Like I don't, th- when, when they took Johnny Flynn above Steph Curry, we weren't all crying. Like that's the dumbest franchise ever. Take their keys. You know, it was like, Oh, that's it. You know, that seems right. That's probably <laughs> pretty much where it was mocked up. Hashim to beat was a top three pick. You just don't know how these things are going to shake out. But of course, what's fun about draft night is that everybody is a scout. Everybody is a GM. We all know what's best. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that um, I'm sure Brandon Miller's seen like he's he was not Hugo the Hornet put his head in his hands last night during the Hornets draft party. Uh, so I hope Brandon's keeping all the receipts. I think he's, you know, they'll love him the yeah, second he puts up his first 30 point game. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, one once upon a time, Russell Westbrook was considered a reach, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the funny thing about this Miller talk is really he's it wasn't a reach like he was consensus top three. So it's like, yeah, maybe he went one pick higher than other people were thinking, but he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. He Scoot, wasn't projected Scoot lower. Could totally be the better player long term. Like we just don't know. Brandon oh, Miller no also doubt. like played in the most one of the most, if not the most competitive college basketball league. He averaged 20 and eight. He shot 40 percent from three in the regular season on seven and a half attempts per game, like inc- a ton of three point volume at one of the highest clips in the country at six foot nine. Um, he got so much better at finishing towards the end. He's a great playmaker. Um, you know, he plays defense also like he's, he's a full package. He's a wing. Um, and you win with wings, I think in today's NBA more than you do with like really impressive athletic guards at six foot two. Yeah, I, I would say so. The Hornets um, are going to be big 
next year. I mean, rolling out there with a six, seven point guard, a six, nine. I mean, Brandon might get squeezed into the two. Um, Mark Williams. Yeah. I just think it was a great draft. That's similar. I mean, the Thunder don't have a ton of traditional size, but they have size for like their positions. So Shea is pretty big for the guard. Giddy's, of course, like six, eight. J-Dub, six, six, you know, huge reach and stuff like that. So it seems like the league's kind of trending in like this, you know, I guess it's always this way, but like a size, but also skill level. So I'm... I'm thrilled for just like what's coming up. And I think that's the thing about a draft is everyone kind of gets excited for the most part, right? <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like, we got someone new. We got, you know, the, our next star. We've got a guy that's going to fit a role, you know, and that sort of thing. But any other like draft thoughts or draft picks that you loved? I I mean, loved, I, I love Jairus Walker. I love yeah, Jarris Walker at six of the Pacers or eight. Yeah, it was a bunch. I don't know. Everybody. Was he, he, he went, he went to the Pacers. It was like a Koulibaly yeah. for him swap with the, that one was just with like the wizards. I cannot believe that. I don't know if it's, yeah, he, he Kulabali. shot up the, Koulibaly yeah, was like, I mean, he was not on draft boards two months ago. Um, you know, that's what playing, playing with Wimbenyama. Exactly. <laughs> um, or number seven, that just feels like, but you know what? honestly, at the same time, like I love the pick for the Wizards. It's a super high upside pick. Like they are clearly in a rebuilding phase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think when you take a look at exactly what they ended up getting from Bradley trading Beal and Porzingis, like they kind of crushed it. I I know it's not popular to defend Jordan Poole, um, but he had one bad year. You know, he obviously did a lot to deserve that mega contract, um, and he was mm-hmm. pretty bad last year. Um, plenty of reasons to not like Jordan Poole and his game. Um, I don't know if getting, I don't think that the most uh, inspiring thing is getting knocked out, punched in the face by the leader of the team. And then kind of making it seem like it's your fault all year. Um, probably tough to, to pull yourself up by your bootstraps mm-hmm. and get through like an early season slump with a ton of pressure because of the contract, a ton of pressure because you're the defending champions, a ton of pressure because your own teammates don't really like you. Um, so hopefully a fresh start. I mean, I think he's he can, <laughs> he's going to shoot 35 shots a night. Uh, yeah, so heard, if they go in at a semi-decent clip, you know, he'll lead the league yeah. in scoring. <laughs> that, yeah, J.J. Reddick last night on the broadcast, he's like, yeah, he's probably going to lead the league in scoring because, like, who <laughs> else really is going to score? Yeah. <laughs> right? But um, so a couple yeah, things cool that- there was weird, but what you got? Um, well, Cam Whitmore, he was projected to go potentially like fifth and he ended up dropping to 20th, which was pretty, I haven't got on the podcast scene yet, but like, what the hell happened? I'm sitting here like the dude's got an NBA body and he's like, I mean, five, four or five felt like probably the spot, like seven. If he went to eight, I'd be like, what happened here? But Mm -hmm. 20 to the Rockets. Rockets yeah, pretty wild. Excited. Hashtag my Rockets. <laughs> I know. They they have at least fun names. I don't know if they're any good, but they got fun names. The one guy I was actually um, hoping that the Thunder would potentially draft at 12 ended up dropping all the way to 33, Leonard Miller. Uh, he's from G League and I, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know these guys very well, but he sounded like he was rising and then draft day he drops i don't know i don't understand for sure what's going on there unless that was just just tells you like mock 
it tells you mock drafts are kind of like they're mock drafts. They're, they're, they're people like us putting together lists and it, things become consensus and things become just the way it is. And it's not necessarily what these GMs and front offices really think. <laughs> At least that's kind of what it seems. It's just so hard in my opinion to sort of scout these G league guys. Like I love the G league. Um, it's just, it's really hard to, or not G league, but just, it's hard to scout these ignite kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some fun ones though, like Jalen green, Jaden Hardy, you know, Dyson Daniels, Scoot Henderson. Well, it's it's, it's definitely going to be, yeah, it's going to be like in some capacity, the future. I don't know if it'll stay the exact same way it is, but I just expect the NBA to lean more heavily into prospects because I mean, if we're being honest, the college, I know you're a big college basketball guy and whatnot, but like, it's kind of an outdated system to an extent. I I I I mean, when Oscar Shibway and Drew Timmy go undrafted as guys who like dominated college basketball mm -hmm. for two, three, four years, you know, um, that doesn't speak highly for college basketball. Be like a guy can get average basically like 20 and 18 and Oscar Shibway and then not be considered a top 60 prospect mm-hmm. yeah um, it's interesting yeah. and of course like the rise of like international picks and players i mean just the game's so much more global than it was it, like in the 90s when we grew up it was like i don't know you didn't have many international players so it was the college was where you got everyone from and it, yeah. you know they didn't go one and done so it's just who knows but uh it's fun i think my I last like, three my last three picks that i loved um in the 50s, basically, pretty much, like the last 10 picks. I mean, 49, Cavaliers getting Amani Bates. Like, I feel like it's obviously he's the ultimate project. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the kid was, like, the next can't-miss project, like, two yeah, years he, ago. <laughs> yeah, he was, I think he was, like, uh, the same class, supposed to be the same class as Chet. And he was, like, it was, like, him and Chet were, like, one, two. Um and then, yeah, he's obviously dropped off. I think he got in some trouble and whatnot, but yeah. Well, he didn't uh, have, I mean, then he, when he, he played in Memphis, he didn't play well. You know, that was a big part of it too. It was like, yeah, couldn't get a, you know, and when Penny Hardaway won't play you, um, you know, Penny's had some issues himself, but like, so Imani Bates at 49, I love Jalen Wilson out of Kansas at 51. Uh, dude was a 20 point score in the big 12 last year. You know, he's an older prospect. Uh, and then I love Trace Jackson Davis to the Warriors at 57. That's got to be like one of the best 57th picks that I can remember. I don't remember a whole lot of them. So, you know, I'm going to punch it in as number one. Yeah. Nobody knows 57th picks. So (laughs) yeah, he, if he ends up, honestly, if he ends up sticking in the league for eight years, that's a great pick, but we'll see. I also love Keontae Johnson to your thunder at 50. Yeah. It seems like I don't know anything. Again, I don't watch college basketball, so I'm kind of lost when it comes to this, but he was kind of like all first team, big 12, a little bit older. Right. So I think, yeah, well he was, a uh, he was at Florida, just a bru I mean, just a bruiser body, um, uh, at Florida, one of Florida's best players collapses on the court. Um, he's got oh, that's- athlete's heart. <laughs> Yeah, I, I forgot that was him. Like I was yeah. like, there was something about this name. I know this name and I'm literally figuring this out on the pod. So um, I, yeah, I remember that now, now that you say that, that was what a couple years ago, right? Or a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, well, it's easy to, uh, like, I kept getting confused with like, 
when the Jazz drafted Keontae George at 16 out of Baylor, I was mm-hmm. like, whoa. It's like, oh, wait, George, Keontae George. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I love it. I got another Bama guy, Noah Clowney, went 50, uh, went 21 to the Nets. Um, and another Bama guy, Charles Bediaco, signed an Exhibit 10 with the San Antonio Spurs. So, you know, I got a lot to fun for. We got Summer League yeah. in like 12 days. Yeah, it's, I think, July 3rd. The Thunder play in Utah in the Utah Summer League, so I'm I'm counting down the days for that. We've got our little calendar going in the Badge County Discord. I like to keep a running calendar with a little. Yeah, you know. you, you crush it with all that stuff, and I'm like, I don't even keep a calendar for my own life. So I don't either. No, I but, don't keep a calendar for my life. I keep a calendar for Summer League. That's okay. the important things. I have no all idea right. what my doctor's appointment is. Honestly, as I said that, I had a doctor's appointment at 8 a.m. today, and I didn't even remember. I completely forgot about it, um, and I'm just remembering that now. So, But I didn't forget to make the summer league schedule. So, okay. Hey, no, priorities, priorities are ball in Badge County, and that's that's what we do. So hop into the Discord. Yeah, again, it's been kind of popping off in there lately, and not only are we talking about the draft, we're talking about, obviously, summer league, but we're also talking about Top Shot. All the time, right? What's going Let's on? Talk top about shot. Top Shot. Yeah. Let's pivot. Last night, last night we actually got another uh, burning leaderboard. It is a rookie leaderboard. And it actually is all about what we talked about last week. The Perfect. whole uh, 4K rookie distribution from S3 is going to get done with, through this burning leaderboard. And it's really... It seems like it's pretty well all of it's getting distributed, right? I think I said they said it's going to be near 100%. Top 3,000 get packs. They're going to come in uh, two-moment packs. And the top 3,000 on the burning leaderboard are going to get packs of some sort. There's obviously different levels of how many packs you can get. The top three are actually getting rookie revelation packs from this year. So that's obviously a prize for those people really up towards the top. Um, But yeah, this is a unique fun way. And the cool thing about this leaderboard is they're all, they're all a little bit different, but this one is focusing on the top three or is the top three rookies um, in the, yeah, I want to say it's yeah. uh, Top top three three rookies and rookie of the voting. Yeah. Yeah. Rookie of the year voting. So it's, we're burning all the best players basically in you know, the last four years that are rookies. So you got guys like Ja, Zion, Edwards, LaMelo, Scotty, you know, Jada, Paulo, all, you know, the, I think it's what, 12 guys or so. Um, so kind of yeah, what's interesting in that. Now that I think about it is like that you're not, yeah, it's, it's, it is great that you get, you know, that we are burning the best players um, in some instances. And it, obviously it adds a level of game theory. Like, do you want to bird burn your Cade Cunningham MGLE? You know, like mine, mm-hmm. I think that that moment is like 60, 70 bucks right now. I think I bought mine for like 275. So um, it's a pretty engorged TSS. Uh, but so there's some game through here. It's not like, you know, oh, well, why would I burn my cave when I can just burn all these Jock Landales that I bought on Axe, you know, because of mm-hmm. Team Leader. I bought all these like 4K bottlenecks that weren't fully distributed at high prices. And so they've got, you can't do that. Like if I, I have to risk that, like, you know, if I burn, 
you know, if I really try to push it and get 15 of these three star rookie badge packs, um, I may not get, I'm not, you know, guarantee it could be a bunch of Omer Yurtsevins and, yeah. you know, Aaron Wiggins and all these brand, you know, there's some not great players in these. <laughs> and that's just yeah. like, that's the fun game theory here is like, you have well, to burn the best like, players. Yeah. It's like any pack though. Right. So yeah. Oh, I love I mean, it. Yeah. Obviously there is guys like, you know, Cade, Scotty, uh, they're in here. Mobley, um, they're, they're 4k. So yeah, there's definitely good moments to go after. And I also think it's going to be interesting because a lot of people, I mean, of course we all, we talk about this many times, but a lot of people like these rookie debut moments and maybe they've been hesitant to buy in the past for the things we've talked about that the supply not being out. So now maybe this is something where people are going to burn a couple big moments. Say they're going to burn a rare Kate or a rare Zion or whatever the case may be. And that's going to basically potentially get them a lot of these 4k rookies, which, you know, is fun to collect. It's, it's some of the best stuff, the most unique moments on top shot. And yeah, I'm, I like that these burning leaderboards make you make decisions and they make you make it's not decisions. a no brainer. Yeah. This yeah, is not a no brainer. Like you have to do this. Why you'd be stupid not to do this. Like it depends on what you have and it depends on what you're collecting. Um, well, so yeah. So for instance, like for me, I, I'm actually really torn because I already have every S3 rookie. I have all the moments that are the rewards in this leaderboard. So I'm not as excited because I already have them all. And, but at the same time, I have some good moments or, or some moments with high TSS that are only like 30 and 40 bucks. So I'm like, do I just burn them? And then I could always buy them back later or, you know, and I like to rip packs. So that's part of the reason I'm like considering it too. Cause it's just like, if I can burn, I have like a, s1 zion bubble moment which is a is a great fun moment and it's you know it's a pretty low mint and whatnot but it's not super expensive on the marketplace so i'm debating do i just burn that and like see what these packs get me and go from there i don't know i i'm still debating i, mean, I if i'm you i'm not just because like you said like you've got it all like i don't i don't yeah. you know we've got some people sleuthing out in the uh in the badge county discord trying to see like what the fun cereals, if there's any one perfects or jerseys um, in these bad boys, especially for like some of the better ones. Um, but yeah, there's like 530k Cunninghams. There's 347 Evan Mobley's. Um, obviously, the ones with the most are like uh, Kessler Edwards, Omer Yurtsevin, over 1100. Um, Wiggins. Aaron Wiggins, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is like, he's the big one. He's the best player with the, you know, that's over the 1000 mark. Uh, Jock Landale also in that batch. Um, but yeah, like for me, like I've got like a handful of them. I sold a couple of these, um, you know, and honestly, it's something to consider if you've got some of these that are unlocked right now. And like, you know, uh, like for me, I think, yeah, like I, I bought a Jock the other day, actually. Um, I think I bought it for like 15 bucks, sold it for like basically the same price. But like, I feel like that's going to be, five to eight dollars especially in the immediate like some of these are gonna feel crushed um but i'm just going for it like i I burned a handful i think i burned all the rising stars um rewards i've I've, i burned like a current value of like 55 dollars um and which is good for like currently in 38th place getting me 
20 4Ks. Um, it's I'm actually, not sure it's, actually it's actually 40 4Ks because each pack. Well, it, it, well, I did them. It's or did it's you do you did the math? Okay. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. It's 10 packs in the top one. 21st to 100th place is 10 of the three star rookie badge packs. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure that like my current burn will get me in the top 100. That threshold is only 788. Yeah, that, it right seems now. like it's it's these leaderboards. What we've noticed is most of the action happens the last couple hours. Yeah, and, and yeah, I didn't but, but you, participate you're definitely, last time, but I just went for it this time. Like, you know what? I'm going to start off. I'm going to start the bidding. Well, this is also like we've talked about. These are the moments that you're actually pursuing. So it's kind of fun if you can get them in packs or you can get something and you can trade because there's going to yeah. be other people in the county that are wanting to trade. Hey, I've got, you know, a Yurtsevin, which you need and and you pull a Jalen Suggs and you say, well, give me a couple of different guys for Suggs or whatever the case may be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there, there, yeah there's I'm like, going for it. and that's kind of my thought is like, not every, this is just like every challenge, every leaderboard. It's not for everyone, but like, our assumption and something we've been kind of speculating on is, um, well, we know that they're going to try and release as much of the S1 supply by the end of September. We don't know exactly how it's going to get released. All indications are pointing us like it's going to be something similar to this, right? Just because this is what we've been doing. Um, The blog kind of said there's going to be different thematic type burn leaderboards. And so my expectations is they're going to do some sort of burning leaderboard or some sort of leaderboard for those unreleased S1s. And that's what I want. That's that's what I want to like save if I have any ammo to like burn of, you know, I want to save for that because I'm trying to really I'm trying to go for the whole base S1 set. It's not it's not something that like. I want to get immediately, but I'm going to use what I can to go up on that leaderboard because those are the moments I want. So, right. I might, yeah, I'm probably sitting this out. I might just, you know, last minute for funsies, but it's, it's more, it'd be more of a liquidity play, which is kind of silly. Like I don't really need to do that. And most of these, um, actually some of the moments that I was considering burning are moments that actually I can unlock here in the next month or so. So it's like, I can just oh, wait yeah. if I want to sell them or whatever. I'll wait. So I know you, you, you're smoky. You, you told me not to burn my stuff all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> you just burned your moments, but I can't burn, I burn mine. Hand, Come well, on. No, you can't. Cause the stuff you want to burn so much better. Um, yeah. I mean, like for me, I, like I said, I burned, I burned about $55 worth of stuff. Nothing like, honestly, it was some 40 K's I paid too much for. And then a couple of the rising stars moments. That's all yeah. I've got so far. It's about, a little shy of 3000 TSS and I'm probably just going to ride that, see where it gets me. Cause like after that I'm burning better 4Ks. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So why do that? It's kind of like at the end of the well, day, the- I'm going to be getting these price. I, I, what I really want more than anything is not to pack an Omer Yurtsevin. I want to be able to pay five to $6 for an Omer Yurtsevin. That's what I've always wanted. I just want like fair prices. I want equal prices. I don't want to have to con- explain to a new user why, you know, Jock Landale is the same price as, you know, Josh Giddy. It just like and then be like, yeah. well, it's because of this, you know, the subtlety that happened at the end of series three. Like, no, I don't need to do yeah. all that. You just be like, 4Ks are 4Ks are 4Ks, you know? Yes. So, I mean, 
I'm glad, you know, I'd like, I probably spent a little bit too much um, chasing all of these in the last month or so, because I wanted to protect myself because the announcement yesterday could have been the opposite. It could have been, Hey guys, we're burning everything, you know, and then everything that I don't have, you know, skyrockets, uh, or just at the very least never comes down. And I'm like, I just really don't want to pay $45 for Omer Yurt's event and $80 for Austin Reeves. Um, you know, so yeah, like no. I wanted to make sure that like I was prepared for that. And like, I wasn't ultimately I'm buying some of these things for like 12, 15, $18 that might be like five to $10. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. It's not going to be a huge deal, but yeah, I, I think this is the correct move. And I love that we continue to get these burning leaderboards as honestly, just a way to participate. I mean, to kind of just use some of our old supply to facilitate into collecting what we want and collecting. Um, I mean, we collected grails this way. I mean, we just got the block leaderboard, the dagger KD, like they, these are some great moments that have been in these leaderboards. And I think it's a fun, exciting way. I expect there to be some sort of historical burn over the summer, late fall or, or late summer, fall or whatever. I expect S1 to be something similar to this. So we're not done by any means. I think we're near in like almost 10 million moments burn. So I also just think like it's important to sort of like, you know, there's over 21,000 unreleased 4Ks in the top shot, you know, collection. Um, They could have sold those to us. (laughs) That's another option here. They could be like, hey, we're, we're repackaging these. We've got... There's going to be one of them in each pack uh, and three base set moments. And I'm sure this idea was tossed around, you know, Um, 21,000 packs, make it an app pack, whatever, Mm -hmm. $25 a pack, you know? And it's like, all right, well, you could go make like six figures of revenue or you could let us burn for it, you know? And so I think it's like, it's important that like, it's, it's important to mention those kind of things. Because if it wasn't, it would definitely be mentioned. If they were selling it, it would be mentioned, you know, that like that's uh, negatively. A money, yeah, know. yeah, it would be mentioned negatively to say the least. I've been, yeah, I've been actually wanting the S one stuff to just go in packs for like a long time. <laughs> like the trade ticket thing, I participate because this is the moments I want. Like, and these are like the best moments on top shot. You know, it's like as far as like you know collectability from the fact that it's the first series. You know, so that's just. I love it. I love that we're, this is like the reset of top shot is a lot of fun where we're sitting, I think. And we've, we've noticed over the last, really all of series four, a lot of our moments have actually in the current series done pretty well as far as on the marketplace too. So like this, uh, legendary final set that (laughs) got completed 50 something times. And we had, uh, it's like, 59 times 59 59 out of 75 that's insane and so that's great and and what's cool about it is not i mean yeah there are people that and i i think this is what's great about top shot is there's game theory there's ways to work the market there's ways to but there's also ways to collect and i think what we're really seeing especially with the people that are here um right now it's like a lot of our collectors we're trying to build our collections for you know i imagine this product will grow i mean we've talked about it many times like digital is the future so it's like 
I want to build my collection right now. This is what I want to, I, and then, and then going forward, I can just focus series by series. You know, I'm trying to build yeah. some of my S ones because I want to get that done before, you know, in five years, this becomes a bigger thing in mainstream collecting, you know, so. Especially when in the meantime, it's just fun. Oh yeah. I love it. I mean, honestly, top shots, so fun <laughs> i love it and it's just cool to um really it's just cool to like participate it with in it together because like i i think like you said it's we, like we're talking about doing these like you're considering doing this 4k burn leaderboard because mm-hmm. i could see this sort of sparkle in your eye when you're like well we could be trading in the badge county discord and that's a lot of fun and yeah, it is exactly. it's a ton of fun what i got this what'd you get it just it feels like being a kid and taking yeah. your cards, taking your baseball cards to school and doing it secretly on, you know, on the playground <laughs> because you, you, yeah. you know, they were banned and you're like, I want to trade with my buddies. Yeah. And it's just fun to like celebrate together too. Like, like Denver dog out of nowhere in the discords, like buying up legendary finals this week. And it's like, this is awesome. You know, and he went and got the Jokic and. I know uh, Tetris got a shade and sharp rookie revelation and some other people like, you know, it's just fun to like collect together. Yeah. And just be like, that's sweet. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that's cool. And we're just getting started. Um, I, I'm about to get my champion reel next week. I'm excited for, I was hoping that was going to be this week, but um, you collect anything else I'm... today. Oh yeah. Hustle and show. Yes. The hustle and show. I mean, again, another fun thing we got that whole set with trade tickets and it just kept us engaged and they have cool challenge rewards. And like, I mean, that was one of the most fun days. Was that last Friday that we did the, um, the, uh, the lock or the trade ticket packs. And we, I think each of us went sicko mode and I think I bought 28, didn't hit the LeBron, didn't hit the KD, but (laughs) You know what we did? We like got in the Discord, traded up, you know, and then I remember I I act I act like it's like a long time ago. I remember when. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I used some of those uh duplicates. I sold some and I bought a Lillard uh debut last week. So that was fun. You really yeah, you bought a did you buy a Murray too? Yes, I did. I've I've been I've been going after these debuts because I again it's what I'm focused on. All my S4, I'm basically done in S4. I've got everything I want. I'm. I mean, that's what feels like f- it's fun. We're kind of like, you know, like I said, I've been saying it all year long. It's like we're sort of slowly refining our collection strategies, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like we set goals, like you said, and it's again part of the community fund. Everybody's setting these goals together. Like, I'm going to go S1s and S and uh, Thunder MGLEs. I'm going to go with all the 4Ks. I'm going to go with only, you know, Denver Nuggets moments. Like, and just mm-hmm. sort of like going through everybody's things together. Um, yeah. yeah, S4 feels like it's kind of wrapped up. For the most part. I mean, I, there's still a little bit to come. I think we're going to get some more base. I think we're going to probably get some sort of historical that lands into S4 later this summer. I'm still, I still actually have a few set rewards coming um, from the second locking period, which will probably be next month. But yeah, I think S4 for the most part. Just like as just, far as our collecting strategy, S4, yeah, like, you know, for well me, it was up. like, I want rookie debuts, uh, collected a rare set. Well, I firstly, I finished my first rare set with dynamic duos. Um, you know, I've got the base set. I've got rookie debut. I've got an S4 rare set and throwdowns. 
Um, and then I ended up doing hustle and show, you know, mm-hmm. and I went on my four case. And then I'm like, at that point, I'm like kind of sort of in lockstep with like getting all of this S1, S2, S3, S4 supply, like totally wrapped up before S5. I think I'm pretty much like, I don't really see myself go outside of maybe some like top shot debuts from S1. Like I don't see myself once I get all these things done, like dipping my toes back into these previous series. Like I think we can Mm -hmm. all sort of like focus forward, which will be fun. Yeah. I I'm kind of jealous of the throwdowns thing. I think S5, I'm going to go for throwdowns because I feel like that's just such like a staple set and just such a cool, fun set on top shot. So that might be one of my, because every series or every year I try and have like maybe one thing that's kind of unique to that series, you know, yeah. like S3, S3, I collected every common like that's, you know, I thought that was really fun. And some of them were a buck, some of them, but I just, I had fun. I have every one I can, as silly as it sounds, it's fun to say I have all of them, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, even though it doesn't, it's not like I like necessarily all of them, but I, I like that I have all of them. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like same thing with the rookie debuts. It's like you, you've got Josh Minot. You're like, eh, you know, but it's still cool to have all hundred. Absolutely. So. I mean, that's I think the thing with like throwdowns and for the win that feel like they need to be like set after series after series is like you've got your buddy's attention for like two minutes. Not mm. even two minutes, 20 seconds. And you're like, pitch me on top shot. You can just show them your phone with for the win and throwdowns. Like to me, those are like, like even in a way that like a legendary sometimes can't, you know, if it's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, like Dame's 70 point reel, you know, mm-hmm. or Luca's 60, 20, 10, you know, and it's like, yeah, well, it's like here, stare at my phone. It's nobody likes when somebody shows you your phone for like a minute and a half. You know, like those, I think those moments like have value in other phases of life and like showing them off in other kind of ways. Um, And they're incredible. But as far as like the elevator pitch moments, that's throwdowns. That's for the win. And that's kind of it. You know, it's obviously like as far as hustle and show, you know, even hustle and show is kind of that way. Cause like, those are the moments that are just like, like the LeBron oop from Westbrook. That's a memorable play from, from last year, even though, you know, it's a common moment that's going to be, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks or whatever, 20 bucks. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it, 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 it defines moments. It defines what it means to be on Top Shot. And yeah, the app is great for that. I, I'm excited to see where the app goes because, you know, we've, we've continued to get these little um, upgrades like to the website, to the app. Like we got the set page new look and I thought that was incredible. I thought that was great. And I think uh, as we just continue to build on some of these things that are already in place, like there is playlists, but okay, the next step is how can we make playlists personal? How can we, um, how can we curate our collections even better? And they have to start with creating what a playlist is, you know, they've got to, they've got to start with what does it mean to, you know, uh, just sort and collect and I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I think there's a future, man. That's I've said it a bunch and I'll keep saying it. Like that is the same sort of like elevator pitch idea kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's the binder of top shot mm-hmm. and you can show the people anywhere. Uh, and that's, what's fun about it. I, I will be, before we head out, um, I would be remiss if we're not talking about Grady Dick's suit. 
<laughs> we can't get through a whole episode without mentioning that. I love it. I will yeah, be buying the rookie revelation if only for the red slipper suit. Yeah, you won't be buying it, but it was pretty incredible. Bet. Honestly, it kind of looks like Glaze the Ham, but that's neither here nor there. I, I, I kind of does. He kind of Grady Dick kind of looks like Glaze the Ham, but um, anywho, uh, fun times in the county. Fun times with the draft. Fun times on Top Shot. You know, coming up here this summer. Hop in the Discord. Uh, thanks for listening. Come hang out. Come hang out in the Discord. Talk, chop it up with us some more. We'll see you guys next week in the county.